Hi, welcome to Still Evolving. My name is Andy. Hello, Evolvers. Today I wanted to talk about gastric bypass surgery. Uh, I had one back in 2002, and I just kind of want to talk about what happened to me and uh, share my experience because it's been really rough go. I almost died, and I've had to have, whoo, mm, I don't know, around, I don't know. Well, they've been in my belly a dozen times since, but I've had almost 40 surgeries and most of that was because of the gastric bypass. So here's my story. In June of 2002, June 8th to be exact, I decided to have a gastric bypass. I, I, I had the surgery and I was 270. I was about five, six and a half. So 270, that's a pretty good size. And I went in and they were going to do it laparoscopically. I had the, I call it the R and Y because I always mispronounce it, the round Y. Anyway, it's literally where they make a pouch and then they, out of the, and then, you know, they reroute the way your intestinal tract is kind of going. It's kind of hard to explain. If you go on uh, Google and just Google gastric bypass surgeries, they can show you a picture and it gives you a better idea of, of how it's done because I am not describing it correct in any way, shape or form. So anyway, so I decided hey, I'm having this gastric bypass. I go in and I get out of surgery and I don't feel so good. I feel really bad. And they were going to do it laparoscopically. And that means that when they do something laparoscopically, it's just like with a long scope. And you usually only have like four or five small little incisions. They don't cut you all the way open. <clears throat> it's much better. Excuse me. It makes healing time faster and everything. So that's what they were going to do. That's what they intended to do. And they got in there. Uh, apparently, he, the doctor said that they tried to seal my pouch and it just wouldn't seal. So he kept having to make my stomach or pouch, as they call it, smaller and smaller. See, what happens is, is when you eat, your stomach's like a balloon. If you take a balloon and you blow it up and then you let all the air out, you know how it never goes back to its small shape again? Same thing with your stomach. So when you overeat, you're just stretching your stomach out more and more and more. So that's why they make the stomach smaller again, only they make it smaller than what it needs to be. They make it small enough that it's that you can only eat about two to four tablespoons kind of depends on the surgeon at a time. Yeah. So you have like two to four tablespoons of soup with just broth, nothing solid when you first, after you first have a gastric bypass. So that gives you an idea of how small they make it. Well, mine, because he couldn't get it to seal, he had to go in and open me all the way up. And then he finally got it to a, a good seal on it. So I wake up and here I'm thinking, well, I was hoping I was only going to have it laparoscopically, you know, four, five, oh, two, three inch long incisions, you know, just around the stomach. And that would be it. Now, now I, I wish I could remember how many staples that I have. I've just had so many surgeries that I have forgotten <laughs> on that first one. I'm probably 60 some. I don't honestly remember. So anyway, you know, that made things a lot worse for me because that was the first complication was the fact that they couldn't get it to seal up. 
And he said that he had to make my stomach, my pouch at that time, because it should be about the size of your fist normally, but he had to make mine the size of his thumb. So we had no idea what was going to happen from there on out. Cause I definitely wasn't going to, we didn't know if I was even going to be able to, to get in, you know, four tablespoons at a time. So you don't really eat while you're in the hospital. I had to stay in longer because they had to cut me open. And then finally I just, you know, I couldn't take it. I, I had to get out. I think I was in the hospital for five or six days. I don't like being in the hospital. I've been in the hospital a couple other times previous to that. Nobody likes being in the hospital. I don't think <clears throat> it's not really a good time. So I go home, they send me home with, you know, all the instructions of what to do, what you can eat, what you can't eat. And basically you just kind of, it's clear fluids and only a couple tablespoons. And then as like a week or so, I can't remember how many days that pass, you might add like another tablespoon of food. And then eventually you get to a point where you start to add soft foods. And then you go into solids and it's all about chewing, eating really slow and all of that. Well, back in 2002, late 90s, even they were just giving a gastric bypass surgery to just about anybody. Um, it was really easy to get and you didn't really have to. You had to be about 100 pounds overweight. And that was about it. They didn't deal enough with the emotional and psychological things with about being overweight. Because here's the thing. It is not magic fairy dust. You can have a gastric bypass and still gain all your weight back. In fact, a lot of people do. Why? Again, because the stomach is like a balloon. If your brain isn't where it needs to be, you're going to continue to do all the compulsive eating, the bad habits, eating the crap and all that. How do I know? Because I'm still doing it. Am I back up to 270? No. Why not? Only because I've had so many complications and they've been in my belly over a dozen times. That's probably why I feel like crap most of the time. So gastric bypass, they tell me I'm going to have more complications than the average person. Six months go by and I'm losing weight. I'm not losing it as fast as I thought I was going to. I think the first month I did lose about 35 pounds. Yeah, that, that was a lot for the first month. And then after that, I think you kind of expect for you to lose 30 every month and you don't. It's the first month you lose you know, the most first couple months, really, because then my weight loss slowed down. So then six months later, you know, and I, I'm trying to really to do good habits and working out. And it's difficult because, um, you know, I was cut wide open and, and the healing process is a lot more difficult that way. And I'm still, you know, doing my best to eat better foods, but it's, you know, not always easy because I didn't deal with what was going on, why I was overeating in the first place how I got heavy in the first place, sexual trauma, whole nother story. I'm just going to stick with the gastric bypass today. So that's how I got there. That's how my mind got there. And I was really, I mean, it was really hard, even though it's really hard, even though I, I couldn't eat and you get full faster it still is kind of difficult. You would think it would be like, oh, you're full, you just stop. But your mind and your head is still sort of, it's like it's almost remembering what I, I used to be able to eat. And so it having a hard time adjusting to that. 
Uh, I'm still haven't, even though I was still in therapy, wasn't dealing with all the reasons why I was really overeating anyway. So, you know, I noticed early on that even though I was losing weight, it was still difficult for me to always make the best choices. That said, a lot of stuff made me sick. I never knew what was going to make me sick. So I was sick a lot. Um, if I would go out to eat. I just didn't for a long time because I could take a couple bites and I would know something was going to make me sick. And I would either vomit or it would just go right through me. And that never makes it fun going out. So that was the other complication I had. And they couldn't figure out why. So anyway, I was very limited to what I could eat. I ate a lot of watermelon. Watermelon probably saved my life. I ate a lot of watermelon. A lot. I still do after I have a, a, a tummy surgery of any kind. Watermelon always seems to be able to, to bring me back. Remember that if you have to have a surgery. Remember watermelon. <clears throat> so six months later, I'm doing a little workout on my ball. And I kind of look down and I see that there is this... Uh, I look like about the size of my fist or softball popping up on my shirt. And I'm like, what the? And I look at my stomach as I'm doing a crunch. And literally there was like a ball of something. I didn't know what it was at the time sticking up. If you've ever seen the movie Alien. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. And I freaked out. I uh, called my mom. You know, I called my husband in. At the time I was married, I call him in and have him look. He hadn't, you know, he's like, I don't know what that is. I call my mom. I don't know why I call my mom, but I call my mom and she said, oh, it's probably a hernia. Well, I called the doctor the next day because this had happened at night and going, sure enough, yeah, it was a hernia. It was an incisional hernia. So fun fact, that's one of the reasons why they don't like to cut people wide open is another reason why they try to avoid that because you are more susceptible to having a hernia when you've been cut all the way wide open. So I got cut all the way wide open. <laughs> then while I was in the hospital, as I was getting ready to leave, and of course I went in on, I think I went in like the, the, the day after Christmas or something, or was it the day after Thanksgiving? I can't remember. I always seem to go in after the holidays. So if it was six months later, it was in December. Because I was having surgery about every three to six months for almost seven years due to complications from this gastric bypass. It was a nightmare. I'm still having complications. <laughs> this, these many years later, yes, I'm still having surgical complications. I just had a surgery this year. So anyway, going on to the next surgery because of the bypass, I did avoid another back surgery because I lost weight. I did avoid another knee surgery because I lost all that weight, but I had to have other hernia surgeries because I was cut wide open. And then I'd have a complication. Like one time I had a, a blood clot from the IV in my arm. That was the first weird, bizarre complication I had when I had to have the hernia surgery. And then I get out and then um, from that. And then I had, oh, my bowel likes to telescope inside itself. They call it a intussusception. So if you think about a telescope back in the day, a little, you know, telescope that used to, they used to pull out like, uh, like, um, I guess Christopher Columbus is what comes to mind, you know, as spy glasses, he's looking afar and they go, it gets smaller because the telescope can go inside itself. Well, that's what my bowel did. My large intestine actually decided to do that. And that's a, that can be a complication from a gastric bypass. 
I don't know why my did it 12 years later, but it did. And it didn't do it just once. No, no. Four years later, it did it again. Now, I don't know. A quarter, apparently, it's because when they re when they reroute you and hook you back up, that connection point isn't always as stable. And so it can fall inside itself or telescope inside itself. I also had a uh, fistula, <sighs> a rectal vaginal fistula. They said this was caused from the gastric bypass. I had about six surgeries to try to fix that and ended up, I was living in Colorado and I ended up having to go to call our Cleveland, the Cleveland clinic to have the surgery because anytime they do surgery down south, down there and in, in your lady parts, uh, cause I had an infection. That's what a fistula is. If you've ever watched Oprah way back in the day, uh, or if you've ever given birth, a lot of women know what it's like to be torn open all the way down there. If you have an episiotomy or sometimes after giving birth, when women tear a lot, of, especially in Africa, if they're not treated properly, they have fistulas. They even have a hospital that they help women who have fistulas. It's a common problem if you've given birth. Well, I'd never given birth. So there goes one reason, the most common reason, one of the most common reasons for having a fistula uh, in the rectum or vaginal area. Number two is chemo. Well, never had cancer, never had chemo for any reason. And the other one is Crohn's disease. No, don't have Crohn's disease. That said, they've thought I've had Crohn's disease because since the gastric bypass, my body acts a lot like as if it has Crohn's and they don't know why. Because generally in the first year you lose about most people lose about 100 pounds and I lost about 135, 140. I've actually gotten so bad. I've gotten under 100 pounds before because I've gotten so sick. So having this gastric bypass has really wreaked havoc on my life. It's really changed my life. It has technically made me disabled. Um because of all the surgeries and the complications and the uh, problems that I've had after the surgeries, because the fistula, even though the bariatric doctors will say, no, 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 it can't cause a fistula or a rectal vaginal fistula or a fistula at all. The, surgeon that I went to in the Cleveland clinic and some of her colleagues as well have said, I was like the, this was in 2006. So this was over a decade ago. At that time, they said that I was like one of, I think I was like the 10th or so patient that she had seen. The only thing we all had in common was that we'd had a gastric bypass. They hadn't given, some were men, they hadn't given birth. Um, nothing, but we all had this gastric bypass in common. That was 10 years ago. I have no idea what that number could be up to. And that said, they're from what there's, they can't find the direct from point A to point B. All they know is, is that they are seeing these patients having to have uh, surgery, having these fistulas, you know, and the main reason people get fistulas again, Crohn's disease, chemotherapy, or if it's your woman is in the Southern region, then giving birth 
And if you haven't done those, you know, you kind of, you do a good patient workup and try to figure out why. So I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to tell you not to have a gastric bypass or to have a gastric bypass. I'm just sharing my story so that you know what can happen. I am not common. All the complications that I have had are not common. That said, the complications that I have had are common. It's just uncommon that I get like most of them. Wee! I can't just like have a hernia. No, no. And have that be the common one. No, my bowel has to telescope. I have to get a fistula. I have to have all these other weird problems because of it. And then because I had the rectal vaginal fistula, I had to have um, a, uh, an ostomy or you may have heard of colostomy or I call it a shit bag because that's just what it is. They open up your, an area in your, uh, your colon. And, and because I'd lost so much weight, they really had a hard time finding an area to put this ostomy, this shit bag on me. And so they have to make a hole literally in the side of your stomach and they go into your intestine and they, they have a little, they make it, they, I don't know the technical terms. I can just tell you that it looks like they kind of roll it. And it just looks like it's got a little weird pucker thing to it. And it's just on the side. And that's how you poop in a bag on the side. They did reverse it or what they call taking it down on me. But all those times that they're having to do these surgeries, anytime I had to have another hernia surgery or I had to have, you know, anytime they're going in there messing with your guts, your stomach is never happy about it. And huh, I got addicted to pain medication. I mean, like really bad. I should not be alive. I took so many pain pills at one time from being addicted to pain medication because I've had to have surgery because I had this stupid gastric bypass. And, you know, even barring all the surgeries, even if I'd only had like one or two, and after I had the gastric bypass, like I said, man, it wasn't fun eating. And my husband I was married to at the time ended up having a gastric bypass as well. A couple years later, we both experienced the same things. You never know, or we didn't ever know what we could eat or couldn't eat or where. And it wasn't, I'm not talking just like eating at restaurants. I'm even talking about like going to somebody's house and you feel really bad because it's like they may serve you something that you haven't tried yet. So you have no idea what your stomach's going to do. And you automatically look at it like, uh, uh, it's just, you get this look on your face like, oh yeah, mm, 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 I don't want to try that because, oh, mm, mm. sometimes you can just smell it and you know, sometimes you look at it and you think, you know, but sometimes it's just like, oh, that looks really good, but I don't know. So you try it anyway. And then you either end up having to be excused. You have to go to the bathroom because you have to either throw up or you have, you know, a bunch of brown apple butt piss. That's the worst. Being in a, I can't tell you how many times being in a restaurant eating. I, you finally get to a point after years of your body, listening and paying attention to your body that you can kind of know just even after I can know anyway, just after a couple bites of something, if I, if it's going to agree with me or not. The other thing is I shouldn't just say that it's limited to just food you've never had. I mean, I, there, I could eat the same thing. I, I'll just say, I'll just say I could go to McDonald's. I'll just use McDonald's. I could go to McDonald's 
and I might be able to, you know, I could eat maybe half a cheese, a little kid's cheeseburger. That's about how much, you know, I, it's about me now. I eat like a half a sandwich, even today. I know what my, my limit is. I've been very careful about watching my portion control. But even then, it's like you never know. You might be able to eat one thing fine a hundred times and you're fine. You're fine. You're good. And then all of a sudden you go and eat it just one other time. You have no idea why. You're sick. I mean, sick. Or food gets stuck because you don't chew properly. You have to be real careful if you're going to do, if you decide to go down this journey, you have to be really careful about chewing. I mean, when they say take small bites and just chew it till it's like baby food in your mouth, you're not kidding. Keep doing that. You've got to chew, 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 chew. And you can't necessarily, they don't want you washing your food down either. Um, and you have to be careful in the beginning about how much you put in. You just have to be careful with everything. Now, I know some people who had the gastric bypass, didn't affect them at all. Uh, they can still eat whatever. Food doesn't ever get stuck. Because sometimes if you if you go too long without food and then all of a sudden you just like get really hungry and if you eat too fast or if you don't chew it up right you can tell you can tell it's gonna get stuck there's been times i've um just eaten too fast or i accidentally swallowed a little something that was just a little too big and i'm like uh oh and you know it's gonna kind of stick and some people or even me sometimes i just i have to i just have to make myself vomit because it's literally stuck it hurts it's painful so I just vomit and then I'm okay. You know, you just, you never know what your body's going to do. I ended up with dumping syndrome for a long time, which just meant that, you know, when my body decides to, to go, to go potty, to go poop, when it goes, it just like dumps everything and it just decides to do it. Who knows when, but when it's going to do it, it wants to poop right now. And usually that happens when you're in a movie theater or something. At somebody's house who wants to poop at somebody else's house unless it's your parents or something and all of a sudden you know you got to go you got to go right now so there are lots of different complications look them all up everybody's different i can eat um i know people that it's so weird it's like um they can't eat i guess what you would call good ice cream which just has the very limited ingredients you hand crank it yourself you know it doesn't have all the other crap that's in it they can't eat that, but if they eat the crappy ice cream, that for whatever, whatever reason, they can hold that down. And I mentioned ice cream because uh, those are things I do find a lot of people have in common is whether we, for some reason, may become lactose intolerant or uh, you just, I don't know why I'm that, I was that way right after the, uh, I had the gastric bypass, milk. I mean, I could have a couple tablespoons if I was going to eat a bowl of cereal. I had to be real careful about how much milk was in the spoon. Even milk just got, I have no idea why. Well, then when my bowel telescope and it's like, whoo, wheel of food again. And then, and then I can't, could drink milk. And then I could have this or I could have this. But the things that I was having before I was okay with, well, I couldn't have those. So it's like every time I had a surgery, they go in there. It was like, whoo, here we go. Wheel of food. Whoa. What can she eat now? I don't know. And I still do that. I had surgery. So let's see. Uh, what was it? Oh, eight months ago, I guess. It's been eight months now. I had surgery because my bowel telescoped again. And again, it changed what I could eat, what I can't eat. 
The part that also that it's just a drag too at this point because they've been inside so many times. I even had to and have to. I wanted a tummy tuck, and I did. I had my apron removed. Um, and it was a good thing because they said, just in case if I ever oh, knock on wood, have to have a colostomy again, or if they had to do something in there now, at least they'll be able to get to it. And they won't have to go through that big, and they call it an apron when you uh, lose a lot of weight and you have that excess skin, that lower part of your stomach and it hangs down. They call that an apron just in case you didn't know. So I did have that removed. Uh, but then I've had, you know, a couple of abdominal surgeries since that tummy tuck. So it ruined my tummy tuck. And not only did it ruin my tummy tuck, but because they just had to cut me wide open because now that I've been cut open wide open once, well, they got to do it anytime they got to go in there. I, I still do not understand it. They explain it to me and I still just do not believe the logic behind it. But if you've been cut wide open, for whatever reason, and they're doing work, uh, then they just keep cutting you wide open. So they cut me wide open and, uh, well, several times I didn't heal up right. So I'd get like, oh, I've had staph and the last time was a staph infection. And then when you don't heal right and I stay open. So here my stomach is just wide open. That's happened to me a couple of times, had to have a wound back. Um, I've gotten seromas, which is just excess fluid buildup. That was really bad because they had to take the facilis um, muscle. It's a, a muscle in your thigh because of the rectal vaginal fistula. And they had to rebuild my anus. Oh, fun fact. True story. Not kidding. Yeah, I know. TMI. I'm sharing a lot of information, but it's okay. Because uh, if you've ever had a fistula, if you're going through that now, if you know somebody that has one later on, you can say, hey, Hey, they can rebuild it with a thigh muscle. Anybody you know gets a fistula, you research the heck out of that doctor. Because I went to one doctor twice and he didn't do a very good job, which is why I finally did my research. I went to another, another I'm originally, I was living in Colorado at the time, but I'm originally from Oregon. And I even went to a couple other hospitals and even they said, yes, go to the Cleveland Clinic. There was a specific doctor that I had researched and they agreed with me. So there are certain surgeries. I say research any surgery you have to have. You have to have or you want to have. But when it comes to fistulas, you want to be real careful because the more time they do surgery on it, the next time it's going to be less successful. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's just the way that it is. So uh, if you want to, that's my advice. So anyway, they they moved the muscle in my thigh and, and rebuilt my <gasps> my anus. And I ended up getting a really bad seroma because the, they usually put, it's called a JP tube. It's just a tube that goes up there. It helps take the drainage away. And it's got like a bulb on the bottom of it. If you've ever had surgery, you know what I'm talking about. If not, you're like, what? So anyway, they, this thing that was supposed to help drain the fluid came out. So I had a bunch of fluid buildup in my leg. And when they move the muscle, the scar literally is about four inches from my groin. And it goes tap just, down past my knee on the inside of my thigh. That's a big scar. And it filled up with fluid. And it was not until after I got out of the hospital later that sitting it in a hotel room and the thing burst open and literally gallons of this hot fluid came out of my leg. It was just, 
yeah, I've had a lot of complications because of this gastric bypass. So, uh, and then, you know, you have to deal with that. So, you know, if you're going to have a gastric bypass, think about it. If you're going to have any surgery to make your life better, think about it. Think hard. Because even though I've had the gastric bypass, I still fight to keep my weight off. And I, um, over the last, you know, 15 years or so, the the heaviest I have gotten since I've lost my weight was I did get up to 156. The lowest I've gotten, and that was just because of being sick, depression, and all these other things, I did get under about 100 pounds. So I usually stay, my ideal weight I like to stay at is like 133. And I notice now whenever my weight fluctuates, even the slightest, I, I can just tell. I don't always like to keep, I do have a set of scales, but I don't weigh. I can always tell uh, where my body is most of the time. And if I feel like I can't get into something that I knew I could wear this not too long ago, then I will weigh. And that kind of helps motivate me to start, you know, paying more attention to what I'm doing. But I got to tell you, you know, even though I've kept this weight off, I'm not going to lie. I really believe the only reason why I've been able to keep this weight off is because I've had so many complications because of it. It's not because I'm taking care of myself because I'm not. I'm still dealing with the reasons why I gained weight in the first place. I just kind of started some of that work. It's not magic fairy dust. You know, um, I'm still extremely self-conscious of my weight. When I look in the mirror, I still see a person who, even when I weigh you know, 100 pounds or, well, usually around my, my ideal weight, like I say, around between 130, 130, you know, 133 is ideal. 135, I'm fine with that too. If I stay even right in there, I look in the mirror, I see somebody who weighs almost 200 pounds. I'm not kidding. My brain hasn't caught up. And I truly believe that is why most people who have a gastric bypass, if they gain their weight back. That's why you got to deal with that first. That's why now they say lose 30 pounds first and keep it off. I know that sounds like, oh, how could they? But it's really important because if you can't lose 30 pounds, if you can't keep 30 pounds off for a while, don't waste your time having this bypass unless you're just hoping for a bunch of complications and a life that's hell because you're just going to gain it back until you can get those habits under control until you can really get your portion under control so you can really understand that portion size is huge. How much we eat. It's not just, you know, eating a lot, a bunch of leafy greens and this, that, and eating a ton of it as well. It's, it's, it's almost, it's about how much we eat. Cause we can't always just live off of a giant bowl of strawberries as much as we'd love to, you know, we have to do add and, and change our diet up and you have to find, you're going to have to find out what works, for your body. Cause I now, because I've had so many surgeries and complications, I can't eat those wonderful leafy greens. I do sometimes it's very hard on my system. And when it comes out, looks like it did just after I got done chewing it, swallowing it. <laughs> so my body isn't absorbing it. And because of that, I have to take extra supplements. I have to watch, my iron constantly, my vitamin D, my potassium constantly. 
So I do have to take supplements and I can't just take any kind of supplements either. I finally found a brand that I can take the iron because iron was really difficult for me to take. I had to wait till I got completely anemic and then go in and then they would give it to me through an IV. And by then, you know, you're, you're, oh, you can barely, you know, you can't do anything. You're so freaking tired. So you see, there's all these other little complications that come with this. There's things you have to deal with before. I'm not saying don't do it because I can't tell you what to do or what not to do. I can just tell you that you need to think about it. Don't get mad if they ask you to lose 30 pounds because that's going to start giving your brain an opportunity to get used to the portions that you're going to be eating because your stomach will stretch back out. They can, if you have a gastric bypass, they make your stomach small again. Again, the balloon, you blow a balloon up, you let the air out. It never goes back to its original size and shape. It's the same thing even after a gastric bypass. Losing the weight is one thing, keeping it off is another. You've got to find a way to get exercise as well. That will help keep it off. Find a workout buddy, find other people that are you can do this journey with. There's nothing wrong with even having a gastric bypass and joining Weight Watchers at the same time if that's what you've been doing to help keep whatever habits you need to keep going. But that is what's gonna happen. It will literally be habits, new habits that you will have to form. And you'll get used to it. I mean, I, now I know exactly how much I can eat without even thinking about it. I can look at food on my plate and know exactly how much I can eat. I can eat without even looking at my plate while I'm eating and I can kind of start to tell. And if I look down, I can go, yep, I know I'm done. I'm done and I don't push it anymore. And if I eat slow, I can feel myself fill up. People ask me all the time, do I regret having gastric bypass? Here's the part that uh, I'll just say, it, I think it's kind of fucked up. I'd rather be skinny with complications than fat again any day. I know that sounds really messed up, but that's just the honest truth of it for me. For me. I have yet to accept my body still. Even when I have a flat tummy right now, I don't because they, because of the last time they cut me open. I can't remember what it's called, but I guess it happens a lot to pregnant women. It looks like I have a hernia, but I don't. But it's just because my, the, I mean, my wall, my muscle wall, you, you can only cut somebody open so many times before the muscle just can't quite do it. And then when I had a staph infection, it took forever to heal up. And now, of course, I'm starting to develop another hernia, yay, which means I get to have another surgery, yay, but who knows when. I'm trying to put it off as long as I can because I hate having surgery. It throws me into deep depression. I become suicidal many times. I have tried many times because when I'm in the throes of being sick, you know, it, you just, you, it's like, oh, you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. But then when I feel okay, like I do now, I go, well, at least I don't weigh, you know, 270 pounds anymore. But yet I'm still not happy. And because I stepped on the scales the other day, I could tell I was gaining a little, not, well, 
I'm one of those girls now. 10 pounds to me is, oh my God, I'm getting fat. Look at this. Oh my God. Oh, I turned into that. I need to be grateful that I am where I am. Grateful that I still have the good portion control. The reason why I gained weight this time is because I was doing really bad things. I was picking a lot of really crappy food, which... You know, I kind of go back and forth on that without my eating, depending on what's going on in my life. Yeah, still emotional eater. No, I'm still dealing with it, but it has a lot to do with control. And it's something that I would we I will talk to about because I know I'm not alone. And if I can help somebody, that's what this is about. So now, anyway, I, I'm just trying to think what else I can tell you about this gastric bypass. Because. I mean, I'm divorced now and I'm not really into dating yet, but, you know, I think about, wow, what if I meet somebody? I'm, I'm ashamed of my body, even though it's not my fault. I have these scars. The scars don't bother me. It's, the scars don't bother me so much as much as when my stomach is sticking out or is poochy. Or now that I, you know, I gained some weight, I'm up to, I, I what, oh, I could tell I gained weight. I weighed today. I weighed 144 pounds. I freaked out. Oh my God. I gotta lose 11 pounds. Keep fit. I guess I can't be too mad about that because it is that thought in my head that will make me go, oh, I gotta watch what I eat. It's got that going for it. But at the same time, I know I'm, it's annoying to be that girl, that woman that just needs to lose 10 pounds, looks in the mirror and goes, oh my God, I'm so fat. Just look at me and grabs that handful of whatever. Look at this fat hair. Disgusting. But then when I look at somebody else who might weigh, I don't know. I know people who weigh like 200 pounds. They don't look like they weigh 200 pounds to me. I know people that are, you know, considered to be obese. And I think they look great. They look sexy and healthy. But when that is on me, oh, I'm like, oh my God, look, it's terrible. You know? What the hell is that? <laughs> what is that all about? Mm. So thank you so much for listening. I'm sure I will talk about this gastric bypass again. I'm just getting my feet wet on doing these podcasts. I appreciate, I just appreciate the fact that you listened. Make it a great day. And thanks for uh, listening to uh, Still Evolving Evolvers, because that's what we're all doing. We're all just still evolving, right? All right, come back again. Make it a great day. Peace.